Welcome to Keiko Talks, the weekly podcast where conversations about life, hot topics, mental health, and more take center stage. We are your hosts, Caitlin and Courtney Geiger. Together, we explore thought-provoking discussions with an ambient vibe that inspires open and honest dialogue. So sit back, relax, and join us for some insightful conversation that will leave you feeling informed and inspired. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Keiko Talks. Tonight, we're doing something a little bit differently. We're doing check-ins where we fill you in individually on what's been going on with us recently, some of the things we've been liking, some of the things we haven't been liking, and just talking all things Caitlin and Courtney. Here's Caitlin's episode first. Hi, everyone. It's Caitlin. So let's jump into my check-in. So what have I been up to lately? Um, Nothing really, honestly. I have been just kind of working. Um planning summer stuff your stuff you know as an adult you really don't have summer plans I guess or is that I mean I don't know is that a thing I don't really have any more it's just all year long it all runs together you know what I'm saying so yeah I don't really have any um nothing really has been going on besides like work to be fair I have a um a trip to go visit Courtney coming up in a couple days so that's exciting that is something that is coming up I will be out there for a week and I'm pretty excited actually to go out there and visit Courtney because I haven't seen Courtney in years. Um, But that's pretty much it as far as summer's plans. Oh, I I do think I want to go to Colorado to see a band play that I'm really interested in at the moment. So I may do that too. But other than that, that's, that's really it. I also want to plan a trip out of the country. So we'll see how that goes, but it definitely won't be this year. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it as for as um planning and like travel and stuff is concerned. Um, what have I been into as far as TV, um, films and all that goodness? Um, let's see. I ooh, this show called Blackbird is real good. It's on Apple TV. Definitely go watch it if you have Apple TV or just sign up for the free subscription. Honestly, I know I'm over here plugging Apple TV, but that show is phenomenal. Uh, no great show go watch it um another movie to go watch inheritance on i think that's netflix yeah probably netflix that's a good movie too i think it's an older movie but it's actually really really good so if you ever have um a second to go watch that movie really good a little bit of a plot twist i enjoyed it um and then another tv show that i've watched recently that i really enjoyed was couples therapy on showtime really really good too i will say that one's a little bit more on the serious side so um viewers discretion watch watch at your own discretion um don't try to like over overload yourself with that one because it can get a little heavy if you know what i'm talking about so um yeah but it's really a show very informative and especially if you like take some of the tools and things that the therapist is saying to some of the people and you kind of like apply it to yourself it does make you think so really good show really 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 good show um what have have i been into music wise hmm i feel like i've been in into uh like instrumental music so i found this new band a couple days ago i don't want to butcher their name <laughs> i think it's their uh, harmonosa Hermosa I don't know it's something Spanish and I don't want to butcher it so I'm not going to continue to say it but um that word Gutierrez is the band is two brothers they are Swiss Cuban excuse me Swiss Ecuadorian or Ecuadorian Swiss whichever way you want to say it and um they perform together beautiful 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 piece of music um that they create they have several albums out really good that's actually the concert I want to go see in Colorado so we will you'll see if we go to see them or not but um but listening to them I found this new artist her name is Navy uh I've only listened to one of her songs but it was cute so I'm gonna look into that too I've also really been into a guy named Teeks. He's really cool. I think he's like Australian, I think. Maybe like Polynesian, islandish type of, um, or descent. I'm not really sure. But love him too. Um, obviously, I'm still on Sabrina Claudio. I know, I know. I just can't get rid of Sabrina. But um, I really, I, I enjoy her music. So I'm going to continue to listen, period. Um, who else have I been listening to? Hmm. I'm honestly not really, I can't remember off the top of my head. But yeah, no, I actually, um, 
have title so you can always like check my playlist out on there if you ever get a chance um my username is gigs g-i-g-s and all my playlists are usually public so check it out if you get a check a second or so to listen to what i've been listening to i got some good stuff on there i think but you know to each his own what have i been doing as far as my night routine i don't have a night routine guys okay i do whatever the night brings me to to be fair i like tonight am up real late recording (laughs) but um i definitely like do normal things you know brush my teeth floss and shower that's pretty much my night routine nothing nothing spectacular i do hang out with the animals make sure they get their lovies before bed and then um so yeah no real like night routine to be fair i just kind of do what the night brings um but okay so what else am i into food wise Ooh, okay so i really my guilty pleasure is candy i can't help it candy and like sweets it's it's bad it's not healthy but um i really been into oh my god have you ever had those um those nerds little clusters i don't know what they're called but delicious they're good they have a pink bag and a blue bag the blue bag is better but the purple not the purple bag the pink bag not terrible it just it gets in the bag of your throat a little bit more but um i've been on that high chews they came out with this new flavor or like fantasy pack or whatever delicious also the yogurt high chews good good and then um what else have i been into um obviously i'm still on my thai that's my favorite restaurant ever it's a thai food place back home in columbia south carolina if you're ever in columbia hit them up they're good they're delicious they're very fresh authentic um just just good just good i always try to go back when when i went back to charleston not too long ago i wasn't able to go to my time because they were closed but i was literally i just wanted to cry i just wanted to cry because i love my time so much i really want them to franchise out here to where i'm living now but I just don't feel like it would taste the same, to be fair. It just would not taste as good because I wouldn't. there wouldn't be authentic people cooking the food that they make, you know. So it just really wouldn't work. But nonetheless, my time is delicious. Go there if you ever are in Columbia. It's right near Lexington Medical Center, literally like across the bridge in the like little, I don't know what to call it, a shopping complex, but like a little, um, I don't know what you call it, but it's like a little shopping center uh so yeah that's that's pretty much it for food um i have you guys i don't know if you guys knew this but i was pescatarian for a very long time very very long time i started eating chicken again girl Mm, just started eating chicken again because i just couldn't do it anymore like why am i depriving myself of such a delicacy and don't be wrong i do i feel bad for the chicks yes 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 i feel bad for the chickens of course of course and are the chickens probably bad for me yep but you know I do enjoy eating something a little bit more filling and providing me a little bit more energy. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, you know, scientists say that's based in fact, like, you know, protein provides you energy, but I don't really know. I just know it tastes good. Okay. So me and Chick-fil-A, BFFs, period. That's a, a good thing to, well, not a good thing, but another thing to know is I don't really like cook chicken or anything like that. I only get it if I'm like out to eat or something like that. So, you know, that's, that's how that goes. What have I been into as far as literature is concerned? I grabbed a book the other day from Five Below um, talking about healing from triggers. So that's the book that I'm currently um, reading. I've only read like a a couple of pages or so just to kind of get an idea of what I'm going to be reading. But I'm really saving that to read on my plane ride to visit Courtney. So excited to read that and excited to see Courtney. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much it for my travel plans besides possibly going to that concert in Colorado um for the summer but we shall see i'm sure you guys will know all about it oh uh, she wants to say hello say hi buddy ocean said hi and he also knocked the mic knocked the mic down so <laughs> he can't say hi anymore <sighs> don't get rabbits don't do it okay um so mental health what's been going on mental health wise I feel like I've been in a better mental health space. There's some things going on that it's just kind of like not really helping my mental health, I guess. But 
it's not the end of the world. Like, I do think I have been more intentional about, like, just feeling what I'm feeling and allowing those emotions to be longer than just 24 hours. That's usually my rule, 24 hours, and you need to, like, move on, you know what I mean? Um, But I think with what's going on, like, it's okay to feel what I'm feeling just a little bit longer because these are uh, a little bit more serious things going on right um so yeah that definitely has a damper on my mental health for the large large part to be fair um but I do think it is something that is necessary and that I am willing to experience and just feel right now so that's kind of how my mental health is going um you know I don't know know. we'll we'll check back in in a little while (laughs) see how it's going uh okay so hobbies what have i been to into far as hobbies are concerned hmm well first thing first i will always be into ice skating i just can't reason putting that kind of money into something right now so that is why ice skating will always be a hobby of mine i just don't participate in the hobby you know what i mean but another thing that i'm really into these days you guys aren't gonna believe this right puzzles um love 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 puzzles i went and bought like a bunch of puzzles so that i can make like a puzzle collage wall um i'm gonna frame them frame them each individually but i um am going to frame them all and put them in my home and make a little collage wall and then some of them obviously would just go random spots but yeah i've really been into puzzles they're just so relaxing it allows me just kind of like be and breathe and just like vibe out so my typical puzzle routine is like um I obviously I'm doing the puzzle and then I'll put some really like relaxing music on typically like a good Teeks a good Sabrina a good um the boy band I was mentioning earlier their last name is Gutierrez um but yeah oh another little hobby that I'm just really trying to get into too is also learning another language I really want to learn French fluently so I've really been trying to uh dedicate more time to learning French doing like Duolingo and um yeah so that's another little thing that I have going on another little pastime I like to do too is um this ties back into like literature but I can't recommend this so okay there's that but um I love me those little like free little romance books that they have on apple is it apple no ibooks that's what it's called I I love those those are like a little guilty pleasure of mine as well um they're like nothing really to be like taken seriously you can probably read them in five seconds but I, they just like do something to me it's just like so like cheesy and corny that it's like oh okay like <laughs> that's cute you know um so I also like read those sometimes in my spare time uh or like I'll read like a series of them in my spare time so those are also something that I kind of enjoy doing what else do I enjoy hanging out with my pets obviously I have a bunch of them so mm-hmm. hanging out with them are are it's always cool it's always a vibe they all <laughs> bring something very different to the table we have Floydies Lloydie's like the chill guy. He's not even chill guy. He's a grandpa, period. Um, Ocean's the chill guy. He just likes to like chill out, you know, vibe out kind of thing. Mavis is the older sister. I always think, I don't know her name, but Eliza Thornberry, her older sister, that's Ocean. That's what Ocean gets. And then you have Ozzy. Ozzy, 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 Ozzy. He is just a little spitfire. Just, he's everywhere. He's doing everything. He's into everything. He is what I would call the baby child and he is the baby of all the pets so that's that's Oz. Oz is always Ozzying around the house. <laughs> oh my god so the other day you have this really tall laundry basket in our laundry room and um Ozzy somehow got in the laundry basket and was stuck and was like biting to trying to get out and create a hole for himself to get out. He was in there I'm pretty sure for like 30 minutes and I didn't know that was him in there and I was just like <sighs> in here first of all and second off why would you think to jump in a basket like I I just don't get it I I don't get it I just don't understand but he's always into something and this was probably like what 7 30 in the morning seven probably like maybe eight I don't know but it was too freaking early that's what it was so yeah that that's all anywho um new finds hmm 
oh, oh my God, this vacuum cleaner that I got. It was pretty pricey. It was pretty pricey. I know, I know. But I have a bunch of animals. And so two of, no, three of them shed. One of them doesn't. Um, I would had the little robot vacuum thing that I would use. And th- that works. Don't be wrong. Like, it was good. But I don't think it works very well for pet fur. It doesn't suction and like a normal vacuum would. So pretty much had to ditch that. Now we're on to the cordless vacuum. And don't be wrong, it was a pretty fucking penny. But well worth it. Well, 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 well worth it. I I feel like I can enjoy my carpet again. Like the amount of fur that thing pulled up and dirt that thing pulled up, it should win a fucking Oscar. A fucking Grammy. Any fucking award that is worth wild you know what i'm saying real good quality love it suction that thing amazing i even clean my car with that thing amazing seriously get you one if you have the money obviously um i got the i think it's like a, a dyson i think is what it's called i don't know anyways quality love it love it love it love it. if you have carpet you should invest in one of those now let's see let me see if i'm saying that in a year from now because if it don't last that long i'm gonna be pissed pissed got it with the price that thing cost, definitely pissed. Anywho, another new find to um, these headphones I got. Oh, yes, the headphones. Okay, so I got these new headphones. Um, so I went to visit my friend in Charleston. And she had these headphones because she's back in school, right? Cool. And I tried them on and I was like, eh, okay, you know. But I was like, mm, dude, dude was nice, actually. Actually, nice. And, um, so I am really over the earbuds because the ones that I currently have are, one of them doesn't work. So I went and got some Beats ones and they just keep falling out of my ear. So it was like not really working. It is just not working. And so I, um, when I saw these, I was like, okay. And like the sound on these are like phenomenal, phenomenal. If you want quality music, listening experience, Go get you some of these. I think they're like the Sony's something, 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 something fours. And that's what they are. Um, they're a little bit pricey too. Not even a little bit. They're a lot of it pricing. And so uh, save your coins for them. They're great. They're great. They're great. Thanks, Bex, for putting me onto these. You are truly phenomenal. Becky doesn't even watch our podcast, but that's okay. Anywho, um, what else? Yeah, I have I found that's new. Um, I think that's really it as far as like new finds. I, I feel like I'm always trying something new, so nothing new, right? <laughs> nothing new. What uh what's something about yourself you've embraced recently? I think I've embraced like just being more appreciative lately. Like it's important to appreciate what is and what what you're experiencing at the time. So I think I really just embrace like appreciation and um, spreading that to even those who are around me, which has been cool to see them also be appreciative towards me as well. And me sharing my appreciation. What's this conspiracy theory that you have? Ooh, okay. So this is not really a conspiracy theory, but I do have a theory. Um, So I have a theory that you're okay so this is only i guess this only applies if you believe in um like reincarnation if you will or that our soul comes back multiple times on this earth right but um when your soul goes back to let's just call it the motherboard right goes back to the motherboard it comes back in a different dimension and that is why you have things like deja vu um and like telepathy and different things like that because you are existing in different dimensions probably simultaneously and you are the some of the experience may be the same between the different dimensions you know let me know what y'all think about my theory i think it's a quality one honestly i think it's a quality theory i truly think it's a quality theory all right, so what would 12-year-old me think about me now? Hmm. I honestly think 12-year-old me would be maybe super critical of me, <laughs> to be fair. I think she would be like, you are boring. You are simple. You are um, 
Yeah, I think those things, she would just be like, what is wrong with you? Are you okay? (laughs) I don't think like 12 year old me could have foresaw who I am today, to be fair. But um, mm -hmm. it's me, girl. How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Uh, so I think also too, she would be very, um, I do think she would be proud of the things that I have accomplished and that I'm experiencing and different things like that. And I think she would also be very proud of mostly of the growth that I've made from being 12 to now, cause boy, was that a change? Um, so that's, that's a really difficult question though. Cause you know, like, am I looking at it from, you know, like I have a glimpse into the future kind of thing as a 12 year old, or am I looking at it as like, I have options and I'm choosing which path to go down to, you know? So yeah. Um, Overall though, I do think she would be like, maybe interested in hanging out with me because I'm older and I, at that age, wanted to be grown. So that probably would be cool. Uh, And I probably would see myself as like an older sister kind of thing. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think she'll be she'll be cool. I guess I should be cool. Anyway, so uh, something I've never shared, but people ought to know about me. Oh, okay. Hmm. Something I've never shared. People ought to know. Um. Something I've never shared, but people ought to know. Hmm. I'm sure the public would love for me to admit that I'm obsessed with bunnies, but I can't do that. Um, something I should, I've never shared. I mean, this is not something I like haven't shared or like people ought to know. Um, but I do have a tattoo. That's kind of cool. Um, but I don't think people ought to know that I have a tattoo. That's a fun fact. Uh, what else? I think people ought to know oh this is something okay I feel like most people don't think that I'm like a nice person or like maybe I'm like a very caring person and I'm also like a very simple person so but I do think those are important things to know about me even though that may not be the first uh experience of me with you or a person that doesn't mean that I'm not that you know I can't be and for the most part I really am like a nice person um and I really strive to be a nice person but that initial interaction can be a little off-putting because from what I heard, a little birdie said that I'm hard soft. And I would agree, you know. Thank you, little birdie, for making me aware. Even though I was aware, I do think saying it like that made me um, really understand what people were saying. So thank you, little birdie. But yeah, that's something I think people ought to know. So. Oh, let's see. Something that shouldn't have been discontinued. Hmm. Honestly, Kmart. I like Kmart. Kmart used to have a good little Christmas section, especially when they used to have their sales. Baby, I used to be in there. Well, all of us used to be in there. My mom, Courtney, and I used to be in there pretty much blowing a $10 bag, honey, for a bunch of crap. Um, we probably didn't even need to, but yeah, Kmart, Kmart was it. I know, I know why they went out of business. It was, was kind of sad. Oh, limited to, too. That was a good store for the children. I don't know why they turned it into justice. Justice is not it. I'm so sorry. Limited to though was the shit. Love that store. You know, somebody else that I knew I was talking to said they knew the difference and they were like, yeah, justice is definitely not it compared to limited to. And I was like, exactly. You cannot tell me justice was it. What else was discontinued? Oh, Toys R Us. That was a vibe for the children. I used to remember going in there, having a good little time, a little blast playing with all the toys and stuff like that. Freaking Kid Wonderland. Amazing. That That's sad. But, you know, I get why they went out of business, too. So, hey, corporate America. It's a tricky, tricky world out here, for real. Um, discontinued though. Hmm. I don't know. I would say those though. Those hurt me the most, to say the least. And they're not really discontinued. It just pretty much went bankrupt, but that's okay. Um, uh, personal hygiene. 
Hmm. I don't have anything special I do. I just wash my butt, you know? <laughs> One thing I did change, though, in my personal hygiene was I changed the, uh, like, the body soap that I was using. I was using Fenty Body Bar at first, but that just wasn't going to cut it. So I switched over to Dove again, and good old Reliable's working great, you know? Uh, and then as far as toothpaste is concerned, I have started making my own homemade um, toothpaste. I use regular toothpaste too, but I use homemade toothpaste too with like a mineral base. And that seems to be working really great for my teeth as well. So that's something, that is something new actually for my personal hygiene. And, um, I ended up having to switch my deodorant from an old brand that I used to use for years, 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 and years, and years. And so that's working here and there, but I'm also trying to like, I guess kind of like wean myself off of deodorant again, because it just is bad for you. It's an endocrine dis disruptor. So, they're, you know, those are just never good for anybody, right? Um, so just trying to do, you know, the all natural thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry if I smell like trash, but hey, my body on the inside won't be garbage. So a little B.O. won't hurt nobody. No, I'm just kidding. I don't smell <laughs> for the most part. I don't know. Maybe I do. Uh, okay. And then last question, what has changed unexpectedly for you? I think some of the relationships in my life have kind of changed. I think the, uh, way that I perceive myself and my thoughts and things like that have definitely changed and adjusted. I think how I show up in different spaces and relationships have definitely changed. Um, I think my tolerance and my patience has adjusted, um, as well, I think, what else? I think my wants and wishes out of life have stayed the same, but like how I want to achieve those things have kind of adjusted. So yeah, I think for the most part, those are like unexpected because I, I kind of had a vision for my life and I'm now learning to accept that like it doesn't have to look like that. Um, and embracing that it's, it's not going to look maybe how I envision at the, that very time but if it comes it comes and if it doesn't it doesn't you know it is what it is so yeah that's my check-in for the day guys I really appreciate you guys listening in and let's tune into Courtney's part all right so first things first for me we got um visual arts so I actually I guess, I mean, I am an artist and I encourage you to check out my artwork if you haven't already. Instagram link in the bio. <laughs> but, um, so some visual artists who always inspire me, which they're not new, but they always inspire me are like other black women artists, mostly from the nineties. So like Kara Walker is one. Um, I just think she's really, really smart and she's always made really, really smart artwork. Um, but she's a pretty big name in the art world, I would say. She's pretty famous in our world. Carrie Mae Weems, who is a photographer and has been working <clears throat> since the 90s. Um, actually, a lot of her photography style. I've, like, made projects that kind of mimic her photography style, especially her Kitchen Table series. Um, I love that. I've been following a bunch. I always follow a bunch of, um, oh, another one, Micheline Thomas. Her artwork is really interesting to me. I bought a photography book of hers a while ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I can I guess I can really deep, dig deep into like art history, but those are the ones that are just top of mind right now. But they, I'm always like inspired or like um, always looking for visual artists, mainly because so much of my art work style is visual filmmaking or photography. Or whatever, even if I maybe if I get to do performance art at some point again on installations or something, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been into recently, visual arts wise. As far as, as films and television shows, I'm always watching films, and I have this new I don't know if it's new, it's maybe it's old, but I have no issue watching bad movies or like quote subpar movies or things that people don't consider like classics or amazing movies or whatever. I love to find a super low budget indie film on Tubi or something or somewhere else. And it's not even, it's not to like make fun of it or anything. It's because I actually, I think there's brilliance and like you can make brilliance in your backyard. That is always something I say, not only because I am like an indie filmmaker and like everything I make is kind of in my backyard or at home or whatever. Um, but 
No, I mean, there's always, there's like always a moment of pure like brilliance in these films that I think people just pass them off because they're not super high budget Hollywood, shiny films. Like they think they lack critical, you know, uh, critical abilities, I guess, or the uh, uh, sensibilities. But no, I love watching. I love watching just kind of any anything that looks like it would be an interesting narrative. You know, because it only helps make you better as a writer, filmmaker. Um, but a, a specific genre I've been getting into is is um, documentary, specifically from like the nineteen seventies. They have this kind of cinema verite style that is very uh, it's very compelling to me. It's subtle, but it's um, I just love the visual style of it because basically the filmmakers are observing their subjects in daily everyday life they do very minimal like interviews um or the interviews that they do are usually voiceovers that go over footage of the person you know living out their daily lives like observational type footage so it feels very kind of like I just showed up with a camera and I am filming this person as they exist in their natural habitat essentially and I love that that style because um especially when you can weave a really strong narrative out of just I don't want to say just but when you weave a really strong narrative out of recording someone observationally you know because daily life is often so humdrum kind of repetitive but they're able to really make a strong compelling narrative out of out of their subjects um yeah and I'm sure that's due a lot to editing and um you know, just kind of like filmmaking choices like music and, you know, even including what types, the the types of subjects you pick in the first place, people who do live more eccentric lives. But I want to make a documentary so bad. And I've been watching those. A couple of those I've have been watching. I've been Grey Gardens. Love that one. Those two older ladies. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, Grey Gardens is one of them. I watched another one about a minor strike in Harlan County. Kentucky or something in like the 70s that one was really good it was kind of like an expose almost um I watched another one called Marjo about a like con man preacher which was interesting these are all in the 70s and I was like dang I didn't know this was happening then but yeah that's what I've been kind of into aside from tv shows I uh tv shows I recently went back and rewatched the Jamie Foxx show <laughs> I'd never seen the whole thing and I was like uh this is cute I get it fancy is top tier it girl love her um as far as music what i've been listening to we all know i've been listening to samara joy her um her album linger a while as well as some of the extra tracks she recorded which i really like um and i got a chance to meet her recently at the hollywood bowl I'm saying that like we had like a whole conversation we didn't i was like in the fan line getting my album signed but like Anyway, still got my picture <laughs> and I got my album signed. So, yeah, um, listening to her, of course. And then obviously listening to jazz. I, I have to listen to jazz whenever I'm writing. I like, I, I don't know. Jazz are kind of uh, like, I guess, Latin music. Um, something with no words. I can't even listen to Samara when I'm list like writing really because then I'm like saying the lyrics and like getting in the vibe and like that I'm performing and it's just it's too much but yes I've been listening to jazz a lot lately um and then my normal just kind of like R&B stuff nothing out of the water um I repeat songs a lot yeah that's what I've been listening to Jazz is probably the newest thing that I've been listening to. Um, fashion and inspo. Um, I have decided recently that to embrace the hot girl, it girl aesthetic. I'm not hiding it anymore. I'm not. Not that I was ever hiding it, I guess. But <laughs> depends on who you ask. But I'm like, I've decided to embrace it because... To be honest, there's this idea that women who are interested in fashion and their appearance are vain and not uh, 
don't take life or anything seriously. And I very much take my life seriously. I take my work seriously. I love the things that I do. I love the things I'm able to create for myself. I take care of myself. I pay all my bills. You know, I'm I'm a fairly serious person, but I just, I love that fashion can be a way of self-expression. So, you know, getting very dressed up, hair and makeup, that sort of thing is very, it's very, uh, it's like a daily way of being expressive and creative for me. So that's why I love it. And I don't know what it is, but I, and I've always been kind of interested in this, but I've definitely recently taken a liking to like almost like drag type makeup, which is very, very um, performative and constructive, um, constructed. Um, and it's a lot of it's a lot of makeup. But I like how they were able to really restructure their faces, their bodies to create these ultra femme, hyper feminine um, appearances for men. It's definitely its own, it's its own genre of makeup. So I've been kind of inspired by that because I don't obviously go out and like full drag. I don't even know how to necessarily do all the, the routine for a drag queen, but I'm thinking about trying it in the near future. I think if I were a male, I would be into drag. I mean, I guess I could be a woman and into drag as well, but I think it's more of a statement if you're a man and you're um, you know, into drag because you're, you're bending gender norms and all that at the same time. Me going out looking ultra femme is just like, okay, well, you're a woman. So, <laughs> but yeah, I've been into that as well as kind of like the 60s retro makeup looks. Um, that's been cool. And just whatever else trendy stuff I can find on the internet, honestly. I'm not over soft glam for the makeup girlies just because, like, all right, we all know we just put one little eyeshadow shade on and blend it out really well and then get a cute little cat liner, a wing liner, and that's it. I'm like, spice it up. We need something with a little more pizzazz, you know? So, anyways. um, My nighttime routine, honestly, it's the same as my morning routine. I... If I don't, if I'm not writing something at night, which sometimes I do write at night, then, um, then I try to wash my face. <laughs> this is so bad. I do try my best to like remember to do a skincare routine. So I wash my face. I use all Target brand stuff, by the way. I think, I think that all works the same. So I wash my face with the just the Target cleaner, the basic cleaner, and then I do a toner, also Target brand. And then I uh, moisturize my face with some Pond's moisturizer. And, um, yeah, then I do, like, jade roller, all that jazz. And, um, yeah. Um, do facial exercises. I've noticed that's really helped me a lot, doing facial exercises, really, like, working your face muscles, quote, whatever. Um. You know, it gives you those snatched cheekbones that I think a lot of people is like popular now amongst, you know, the models. I will say genetically I have been blessed with strong facial features. Um, I don't really know where it comes from because I guess either one of my parents really had that strong facial features. But anyway, they had me, so here I am. And then, you know, I pack it up, put on a bonnet, go to sleep. That's me. You know, try to get my eight hours. That's important, sleeping for your health. At least eight hours. 10 to 12 is even better. Food. This is the one thing that I honestly have not really been able to do well. I guess it's partly financial. But I kind of just eat whatever feels good. <laughs> it's a miracle I'm this thin. I guess because I don't eat that much. But I just eat whatever, like, feels good usually. And I don't think that that's necessarily the healthiest. I want to start planning out more, like, okay, I eat these veggies. And I'm making it with this protein. And I'm, you know, really packing my lunches and stuff like that. But I'm not there yet. Send help. Send a nutritionist. Send a therapist. Because I'm not there yet. Literature slash stories. Hmm. Well, you know me, I'm always say Toni Morrison. I haven't read anything, um, any 
well, she doesn't have any new novels, but I don't have any new Toni Morrison books that I have not yet read, that I have read recently. But I did read the most recent book I have started reading is The Autobiography of an Ex-Colored Man, which is a book written by James Weldon Johnson, who is another prominent Black writer before Toni Morrison's time. That was interesting. It's uh, definitely an autobiographical, I think it's a fictional autobiography. So it's written as as a fictional character writing their autobiography. I think that is what it is. Um, about a man who um, is a biracial person and how they were existing in the early 1900s um, and how they were perceived in different parts of the country traveling between the North and the South and um I guess coming to define his identity as a person of color in America, kind of passing, kind of not passing, that sort of thing. So it's really, it's really interesting, I would say. It definitely does not have the same kind of, um, I guess, I don't want to say it doesn't have the same critical lens, but it doesn't have the same language as a Toni Morrison novel, of course. But it definitely gives you some things to think about as far as racial identity is concerned and how uh, a biracial person specifically shows up in the world uh, and the American world of, like, you know, constructed whiteness and um, how basically how they're racialized. And he goes through his life story from childhood to adulthood and all of that. So... I do think gender-wise, because this is a male story, there's a lot more agency to it than some of the female narratives or female-driven narratives that I've read by Toni Morrison, like Beloved, for example. Well, also Beloved was set in slavery, so that also limits agency. But you could argue that Autobiography of an Ex-Colored Man is also sort of in the Reconstruction period as well, like reconstruction or that era of time where we're like figuring out like the black problem the black question went until probably some people would probably say like hundreds a hundred years past the end of slavery but you know um so yeah that's that's the most recent and i'm saying recent very loosely because that was even months ago (laughs) um because when i start writing i'm locked in I'm not reading anything else. I'm just writing. (laughs) Um, Travel. I wish I could travel more, but I obviously have been traveling a lot around Southern California. Um, Different things pull me to different places out here that make me, it's all, it's sort of all a new experience for me. So I guess in that sense, I have been traveling, but it's just been sort of in this region um, I've been definitely able to explore this region a lot. Like I, I just went to Manhattan Beach for the first time, like y- yesterday. Um, yeah, and you just you discover things about the area. Um, I decided, you know, if I'm gonna stay out in California for a long time, there's a lot of corners to turn for sure out here. So that's been the travel. I'm hoping one day, please excuse all the yawning. Um, I'm hoping one day in the near future that I will be able to travel more extensively. I'd like to go to Hawaii since I'm out here, cheaper flight. So yeah, all right, now to some hard hitting stuff. Mental health. Hmm. I'm not going to lie. I have been, uh, I've been in a very much a uh, reflective mode. I guess it's because life is sort of, I don't want to say upended, but life has shifted in a direction I didn't necessarily know that it would shift, but I didn't, I didn't have a plan for what other way it would, it would shift. So, you know, this is where life is, but, um, so I've been really reflective and I think sometimes for me, because I'm already a thinker, I already think a lot about a lot of things <laughs> meant like I will, I tend to be very like hypercritical of myself and I don't know. I don't think that's good for mental health, honestly. So, um, 
that's something I think that has been going on is being hypercritical. But I think also, too, that for the last, however, almost maybe like a year now, I think I was like responding to exhaustion. I think I was really, really like, I have to go, 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 do all these things. And I think when an opportunity came up to like not be going as much, I think I responded by like my body responded for me. It responded before my mind, I guess could, or before I could like make up my mind about it. Um, and I think I was just like so much, especially like last year had happened. And I still feel like I'm in transition somewhat from like some of the things I experienced last year that I was just like subconsciously, like you just need to like get up, take care of yourself, handle the things you can handle and not, um, overexert, I guess, or sit, use that time to, to carefully examine and ex- think about the next stage you want to move into. I don't, I think I wasn't doing that initially. And, um, that was making me a little, I was just going like going, which is like my personality is just to keep going, keep pushing and it gets exhausting. It gets exhausting. And some, and I think it starts to wear on your mental health because you're like, well, why isn't this happening? Why isn't, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? And you start to like blame yourself for it, which is like, you can't do that because so much is out of your control. It's, it's a successful day if you get up and take care of yourself, you know, at the very least, everything else is fluff and nice, you know, to have extra. And like, it's, of course, it's cool to build towards other things, but Yeah. And then I also think like I get a little bit of seasonal depression. I'm not going to lie. Fall, winter and um, like the depths of winter take me out. I don't know. It's like I have little motivation (laughs) to like do a a lot during that time. And I get very like life's coming to a life sucks. Everything sucks. What's going on? And like I definitely feel my mental health like wanting waning during that time. But spring comes around, spring and summer and I like get re-energized again. I know it's not helpful that it's been so gloomy here in um, Los Angeles because I really respond to weather patterns, I realize. I don't know if that's because I'm, like, from the south and so much of the day is, like, hot and sunny usually. I don't know. But I respond to weather patterns. If it's gloomy, I'm, like, my mood is not as happy as it could be, I guess, you know. So... Yep, I think my mental health has been improving just because I've just been accepting some things and thinking about, um, I guess, like how to move forward. I still should probably get a therapist just to unpack things, but, you know, we shall see. Pray for me on that end. Hobbies. I am always playing volleyball. Um, That has become such a nice little hobby for me it used to be like my entire life and my like purpose back in the day <laughs> not anymore um it's a nice hobby it's actually allowed me to meet people more than any other thing I could have done um is playing volleyball so I continue to play volleyball um I think doing makeup has become a hobby for me um, and it's something I want to keep kind of in that hobby space, like something I don't want to necessarily monetize. I just want to do it for funsies and, um, and maybe potentially like if other people want to, you know, give me some change for doing their makeup, I'm cool with that. But it's nice to have things that are like not really side hustles. Like you got to make money off of it. You just enjoy doing it. So, yeah, I don't consider like making artwork a hobby. That's like my work. That's like why I'm why I'm here you know what I mean um all right new finds I don't know if there's anything new that I've like this I'm sure there's something I've probably discovered recently that's like been really helpful oh I started taking vitamins <laughs> that's not a new find but that's been really helping me regulate you know it's a new find for me taking vitamins because normally I just try to like, I guess, eat, eat the vitamins that I need and like food. But 
supplementing is not necessarily a bad thing, you know, especially if you know you're not necessarily getting everything that you need from your food choices. So that's a new find for me. And, um, yeah, I mean, everything else is kind of humdrum. Something else about my or something about myself that I have embraced recently. Mm. Like I was saying in the mental health episode part, um, I've just embraced that I think I was exhausted and that my body was responding to me going. And I have been going since I got out of college, which was like easily three or four years. No, at least three years. And even during college, I was really going just like doing things um multiple different things so I think I embrace that I'm a person and that um I have to it's as important to make sure that my personal internal I guess clocks rhythms are in order and that um that's something I need to like really, really think about and like continue to work on and embrace that I'm not like um I guess that that you can't do it all at once. You just can't. And that things are really you're you're gonna have to process into things. You're gonna have to like learn to you gotta like take a step back and assess and that's fine. You know, so I think I started embracing that that's like something I need to do. Um, I don't know if that's something that is like specific to me, but yeah, I've started embracing that uh, idea that I need to start doing those those things. So, okay, conspiracy theory that I have. I'm sure I have something. They come up in random moments. I don't know if I have a conspiracy theory. Exactly. I'm sure I have a conspiracy theory. I just can't remember it right now. I'm going to talk about it in a future episode if I remember what it is. It'll come up later, I'm sure. What would 12-year-old me think about me now? I think 12-year-old me would be... um, I think she would be proud that I stepped out of a comfort zone I made a big change in my life and then I'm like doing the work to like go after what I want I think that's what 12 year old me wanted more than anything and um and that we survived kind of you know that we like did all right coming out of our like parental situation and that I'm still like like a pretty cool person. I think Told Romy would be really happy that about the kind of person I've like morphed into. I guess at least probably externally, but also internally. Um, I think she would be proud. And I think she would say, keep going. I'm going to be honest. Like I have to think about 12 year old me a lot just to like keep myself going. Cause I think for myself now I'm like, I just be like, hands up, whatever. I don't care. Um, just for like Courtney now, but then I think about like little me and like that kind of keeps me going. Cause I'm like, dang, she would not want you. Like she would see you coming so far and be like, no, don't, don't stop. You know? So, and I can't let the kids down. One thing that's going to get me is the babies. All right. Adults figure that ish out for yourself, but the kitties, I'm going to show up every time. All right, so something I've never shared, but people ought to know about me. Dang, did I put this on there? I guess so. Mm. I don't know if I ever shared this. is kind of trivial, but I do think people ought to know. I don't like cheese. That's not really, <laughs> that's not something serious. But please know, don't slather. Next time I come over to your house and you're having a barbecue or whatever, do not slather everything with every type of cheese you could possibly put. Save a little corner for me. All right. Some people don't like cheese, believe it or not. All right. 
or at least ask first. Is the first thing people do is like, oh, you don't like cheese? I didn't even know. And I'm like over there eating the, you know, strawberries and lettuce because that's like all that there is without cheese on it. That's fine. I don't always tell people that, but yes, I don't like cheese. Fun fact. Something that shouldn't have been discontinued. Oh, the kale Caesar salad at Chick-fil-A. Like, who do I get in contact with over at the CEO at the Chick-fil-A headquarters to talk about this? Because one summer it was here, next summer it's gone. What's up with that? I was a loyal customer for that specific kale Caesar salad. All right. I was eating, I was getting that at least once, if not twice a week, when it was like really out and being, you know, sold to the public. I'm a loyal customer. And um, I looked up the next summer and it was just gone. I was like, no warning, no nothing. I enjoyed it. Shouldn't have been discontinued. It's really a shame. Or at least you have a secret menu where you can uh you can get it or something. I don't know. A big L for me with Chick-fil-A. All right, personal hygiene. Why did we put this on here? I don't even know personal hygiene. I mean, uh, skincare is important, like I was saying. Brushing your teeth. Oh, you know what? I got into flossing recently. <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. <laughs> the dentist was like, you need to start flossing. And I was like, you know what? You're right, ma'am. So I started flossing and I was like, you know, I do, my teeth do feel more clean now that I'm flossing regularly two, three times, not two, three times a day, but like at least once a day, you know, before it was just like, let me just brush really hard and like that should help out. Nah, 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 nah. You got to get the floss in there. Saves you from gum disease as well. So yeah, that's a personal hygiene thing. I've definitely, uh, definitely, definitely decided, uh, to incorporate into the daily routine. And then last thing, what has changed unexpectedly for me? Um, this is funny. All these damn parking tickets. <laughs> every time I look up, I got a damn parking ticket. Every two to, every like business month, two to three, three maybe three to four business weeks. I got a new parking ticket from L.A. County, L.A. Traffic Control Parking Enforcement, freaking Beverly Hills, even some other places I've been to in L.A. I'm like, and every time I'm like, did I not follow the sign? What was what's really what's going on? Right. Because I try to pay the parking meters every time I park or whatever. And like. I just, I like, what are the bylaws for parking out here? Because one time I got one for parking within 15 feet of a fire hydrant. How the hell am I supposed to know how close or not to be to a fire hydrant? If I'm in the gray area, I'm in the gray area, not the red. So how am I supposed to know? It's too much. It's too much. That's changed unexpectedly. And it's always unexpected. It's always like, damn. Just when I'm like, cool, smooth sailing, here comes another parking ticket or some sort of like traffic issue. I'm like, all these people in LA, all these people, and y'all found me this many times? I am beefing with LA parking enforcement. Yeah. Actually, that's my conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory is this. Maybe L.A. parking enforcement is some sort of front for a larger operation going on. I'm not going to say what kind of operation, but I would love to look at the books. I would love to know exactly what's going on down in the L.A. parking enforcement office buildings. Okay, because why is every ticket at least $70? Hmm? At this point, I feel like I'm personally funding this vending machine 
in the break room with all the amount of tickets that I've had. All right. Let me find out that's what's happening. That's my conspiracy theory. The money's not actually going to upkeep of the facilities and the vehicles and paying people. It's going to something else. I wouldn't put past them. Anyway, that's our episode. Thanks for listening to our check-in. I hope you... um, learned a couple things about us as well as maybe got some tips tricks um for maybe how you can start to i don't start to but how you can uh i don't know add some new things to your life what's your check-in what's going on with you if you got something to say leave it in the comments we'll talk to you later bye everybody